0: Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I am Joe Masato, joined uh by my favorite thunder beat writer Joel Lorenzi. Joel is in Sacramento. Joel, you're not yet in your room. You're in a you're in a lobby, a loud lobby, so apologies for any noise uh interruptions, but
1: I should just, I should mute myself cuz I mean, this is just pandemonium in the lobby right now.
0: Pandemonium, that's a strong word. It is, but it's
1: it's a necessary um dude is like vacuuming because heart's content. My 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 water I use for my tea looks like piss. It's not it's not clear. Um I'm I'm really scared in this lobby to be honest. Which I, I thought the hotel was fine. I don't know. The the, the most clearest sign of you know stability is this Christmas tree or they got a nice Christmas tree but I don't know. I'm, I'm low key scared and we got three more hours so I could check in. So
0: Are are you in downtown Sacramento?
1: Uh, I think I'm in oh, there goes the I'm in the uh, I'm in Midtown, so wherever mm-hmm. that is. I'm, i think I'm closer than well I think I was in North Jack before. Uh, I think I'm closer to the arena now, but not necessarily down front,
0: but. Gotcha. um, well, the Thunder has a, a two game road trip Thursday night um in Sacramento, of course, where Joel is. and then Saturday at the Nuggets, Uh, we're gonna learn, I would say quite a bit about this team, right, Joel, on this road trip?
1: No, for sure. Uh, super important road trip, and I think when we when we had that fire uh, where we had the seven games, I think I might have undersold just how tough it is to win a big clunk of games like, uh, like today. I mean, you know it better than I would because you were a beat writer for a long time, but um, just the – it's harder to view something as game by game, like you kinda like uh like four and three or like mm-hmm. three three and four is, is like a win. Uh especially for a young team like this. Uh, but this I mean this trip um is important because Sacramento, despite the numbers which have been skewed by DeAndre Fox, um, they're still good. They're still a good team. And then Denver obviously is still a juggernaut and, and it's still the only team that's completely outclassed, OK So
0: yeah, exactly. That's why I'm looking forward to these two games. And then, um, you know, if the Thunder, I think a win for them would be to to split uh, th- this road trip. And then they come back home uh, and through Christmas, uh, they have five straight home games. So another long homestand at Paycom Center. And speaking of Paycom Center, Joel and I were at the Keep OKC Big League. Watch Party last night featuring uh, Mayor David Holt and a bunch of civic leaders. And of course, for them, it was a celebratory night um, because Oklahoma City residents overwhelmingly approved uh, taxpayer funding for a new arena to be built in downtown Oklahoma City. Uh, The vote was 71 percent in favor, 29 percent against. Um, So it makes this. You know, it it was going to pass with a simple majority, but with this big of a margin kind of makes it, um, you know, an an easier sell that so many people were behind this. Uh, The Thunder has committed to playing in this new arena for 25 years um, when it is when it's built. So it's set to open. Um, The aggressive timeline would be by the 2029-2030 season, which would keep the Thunder in Oklahoma City through 2054. I am not sure if basketball or mankind is going to exist in, in 2054, but that is what the agreement is through. Uh, Joel, I know a lot of this was going on before you got here, but um, being at the event last night, uh, just kind of your thoughts on, uh, on this thing passing.
1: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a spectacle for sure. And it was a, like you said, I wasn't here, so it was kind of hard to keep up with. Uh, but I think last night we really saw the culmination of you know, 15 years in the city, giving a, a a town like OKC a, a NBA franchise how much it means and how passionate the, the fan base is. I mean, people really rallied um, to come out to a vote that wasn't just a yes, but it was it was a resounding yes, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think you got to see all of that uh, and. And Mayor Holt told you specifically, Joe, you you got the game ball.
0: I did not get the game ball. (laughs) Mayor Holt said the game ball belongs to the voters. I did not vote because I am a resident of the village. So uh, I... uh, only Oklahoma City residents voted for this, Joel. So um, I, I did not get the game ball. If I did, it would have been the first game ball ever awarded to me. So it's a shame I, I didn't get to. Are
1: you sure? I heard you got a flamethrower, dog. <laughs> I don't believe that, but I've heard that.
0: You know, it's true. I uh, just don't like to show off.
1: Right, right. So, so really, you probably do got a, a rack full of game balls. Just <laughs> probably, probably random signatures. Mitch Richmond signature somewhere on a game Mitch ball. <laughs>
0: oh boy um okay a, a few more things about the arena before you sidetrack me uh we're gonna be you know learning more in the coming not days but weeks months even years but uh mayor holt said actual renderings for what this arena is going to look like are still a ways off they still haven't settled on the, the location um our steve Lackmeyer has reported that um the most likely location is across the street from the current arena where Prairie Surf Studios are formerly the, the Cox convention center um, Prairie Surf only has a, a short-term lease with the city, that city owned land. This is going to be a city owned arena. Um, so it's not like they would have to, to purchase new land for it. Um, so I think it's going to go right there. And they're talking about building kind of like an entertainment restaurant district around it. So you know we're still, you know, five years away. Um, you, you know, uh, Brett and I, Brett Dawson and I, were talking about this. He set the over under at like two and a half, I think, of how many current Thunder players years. will be on the roster oh. at, in twenty twenty
1: nine. That's that's probably fair. I mean, this this league, man, it's a blur. Yeah,
0: it changed. Like, I mean, we like, we might not be
1: here in twenty twenty nine, right?
0: Yeah, we might not yeah. be yeah so the um, a blur that's a good line yeah but like i mean shay for example would be on his third contract and be 31 years old you would hope guys like j-dub and Holy chet shit. are are still here because they're going to be you know st- still on their second contract what what joel
1: i'll be 30 No, oh, that means i'll be one, Joe.
0: i'm gonna uh, be third I- i'm gonna be 30 in three days
1: jesus jesus christ i don't need jesus <laughs> you are a watch though we have this ongoing bit where i mean you kind of do it to yourself you kind of act like you're like i don't know what's what's bro that plays indiana jones harrison ford would you even know that yes. i don't know but <laughs> you,
0: you, i'm like honored if you just compared me to harrison ford
1: well no, I mean the, the worst quality is Harrison Ford. Like he's wrinkly and saggy. Like you're always acting like you're eighty, bro. You think you're of a different generation.
0: Yes, why why is Happy early five, birthday, by years. the way, Joe. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um so yeah, any any stuff from the arena we're not uh we didn't get well, to any other scenes from last night or anything like that.
1: Um well uh I think it's worth mentioning that some notable people obviously put the necessary word there. There are two cents into it, like Adam Silver and Clay Bennett.
0: Yeah, um, so Clay Bennett you know, was absent from the party, but he did put out a statement. He was acknowledged in the mayor's speech, and um, obviously, we would like to talk to Clay Bennett about this. But you know, it doesn't give many interviews. Um, hasn't really commented on this other than a public statement but yes uh support from him support from the nba um and i won't say everyone's happy but a large majority of people around here are happy because um you know it might not feel like it at, at the time but it it could be a momentous day in the history of oklahoma city sports because you know you, you just don't want to mess around i mean just one only need to look back to Seattle about you know not passing a new arena and what can happen under new ownership and everything like that. So on, on this arena discussion, in July of 2022, not that long ago, um, I think I had just been late that year I had been to Orlando. That was the last NBA arena I ever went to um not ever went to but that was the last one I got all the infinity
1: stones is what you're
0: saying yeah so uh I've been to all 29 of them I ranked them Joel you're back in Sacramento where you've already been um but you're you're about to to rack up your your arena count um yes sir is this is kind of a negative way to start but is Paycom Center the worst arena you've covered a game in so far
1: Yes, and it's just the unfortunate reality, and that's why the vote yesterday existed, right? Like this thing, not only is it the the smallest in terms of seating and space um, in the league, but um, you look around at some of these joints across the league, and it's just kind of outdated. for For it's outdated as an NBA arena could be. Obviously, yeah, NBA arenas are still nice, and then you got to also consider from a journalist, from media's point of view, um, it's probably different than what the fans are seeing out in the concourse, like. Um, like we, I mean, I, I'd like to think the press conference room we sit in is relatively um, sleek, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's not like they're everywhere um, in the building. And other places, you just go to other places like, I think of, like the Chase Center, the Chase Center and Fire, but like I've said this before, but they got a ice cream machine and, and McDonald's doesn't even got to work an ice cream machine. So like this is, it's just, they're just a spot you go to. I've, I've only been to so many and some of them, like I thought about this after we shared our list what was that last week mm-hmm. i actually have been to ball arena when i was covering the tournament earlier this year the NCAA tournament but i haven't been there for another game so but i've seen like you know the back tunnels and, and stuff like that so i've been there so I, I can add that to the list and and say i've been there um and i'll be there later this week but but yeah you go to different places and it's like payton like hey like catch up man soon enough paycom will be extinct so we won't even have to be having this conversation
0: um not not to stick with my old man shtick but um ball arena during nuggets games music's a little too loud for my taste they they just need to turn it down (laughs) yeah it's like a like a south beach club in there um too much disco for you huh so so, i I mean we're we're talking about paycom center and like I always struggle with this question because people ask me like, okay, you've been to all these arenas. Is it really that bad? Do do they really need a new arena? And what I say is it's perfectly, it's a perfectly fine place to play and watch a basketball game. Like it's got everything you would need, but perfectly fine. Isn't good enough in the NBA. Like you need the frills and the, um, top tier club seating and all this storage space and everything like that. It's the smallest arena in the NBA by square footage. And that stuff matters to like, you know, traveling shows and and everything like that, that, um, would take advantage of that stuff that you don't really see though, while you're at the arena. And I just say like, you go to different arenas and like, even on the out outside of the arena, like PACOM Center, it's it's kind of a round brick building. Uh doesn't look all that nice. And I know it that that stuff's not functional at all, but like the architecture at some of these arenas is, is stunning and that kind of stands out and and is an important part of you know a a city's skyline. So it's not only the the inside stuff, but outside as well. And um it just doesn't kind of give you the the feel of an NBA arena and newsflash that's because it was not built as an NBA arena it was built in 2002 um a few years before the Hornets played a couple of seasons in Oklahoma City um after Katrina and six whole years before the Thunder actually got an NBA or before Oklahoma City got an NBA franchise in the Thunder so um they've done a lot of renovations and upgrades to to sort of you know keep up and um you know retrofit it to to make it up to nba standards but you no know, it, it wasn't built as an nba arena um and you kind of got to keep up and oklahoma city is in a unique spot to where the oklahoma uh, oklahoma city would have never had an nba team were it not for for hurricane katrina and supporting the hornets and everything like that and they proved that they could be a big league city so um when you're a small market team you kind of have to you know do more things to to keep the team here
1: yeah you said it It, it's it's fine to it's probably fine to watch a game um i'm a minimalist anyway so i i think it's fine and it's probably about what you'd expect for you know if a team was to be out in okc like that's probably what you'd expect right but um at the same time like if we're thinking this way now like in two years three years when chase center is still they're putting a, a space station on top of their arena and, and sacramento is putting <laughs> a, a red carpet met gala outside of there like then are we going to still be saying oh yeah Paycom's fine like at a certain point everybody has to evolve right and i think it's just fake on time man
0: yeah and just one more note on this it was built uh obviously uh prices have changed but in 2002 89 million dollars which even for then is like a crazy small amount uh, and this new arena is $900 million, and that is, like, the lowest it's going to cost. I mean, by the time it's actually built with, you know, inflation building prices going up, like, it's probably going to top $1 billion, uh, which is what these new arenas are uh, are going for. So um going back to my list, I had the Paycom Center 27th out of 29 teams. Ooh,
1: okay, we got to hear the, the three that were below them.
0: Uh, thirty teams actually, but only twenty nine arenas because they both uh, right Clippers right. and Lakers for now at least. I had San Antonio twenty eighth. It also opened in two thousand two, so sa- same age as Paycom Center. My reason for knocking it would not be everyone's reason. So I usually like to stay you know, in or around downtown. Uh, when I was on the beat love being able to walk to the arena um there's there's very few arenas that are outside of downtown. I mean you're a Chicago guy United Center is not a reasonable walk really from downtown um Philadelphia At all. yeah Philadelphia is outside the city as well like Phillies Park um Eagle Stadium and where the Sixers play they're all kind of out by themselves as well. And that's the problem in San Antonio is you know, you've obviously got the Riverwalk area, which is the main attraction, and some cool stuff in downtown San Antonio, but the, the arena is out by itself. Um and um I also penalized it for a personal reason because I once got uh locked in uh, after after a game. So like sometimes really? I never like you you'll uh you'll have stories like this, but usually you try to exit where you enter, it's like the Mm -hmm. employee entrance or media entrance, whatever. I just like, sometimes I just go out any door knowing that I just gotta get out of this place and I'll figure out where I am when I get outside. But I walked outside into like this outdoor event space attached to the arena that had its own fence around it. And then the door locked behind me. It was very cold, unseasonably cold, some would say in San Antonio. And I was out there for probably twenty minutes until someone saw me. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, someone saw
1: you. Where you just did you just, like lift your pants leg up for a taxi? Like, what was going on? Like, someone saw you. What do you mean? You were like a like a
0: like a worker who is like on the cleanup crew after the game. Like, saw me through the window.
1: But you were outside at this point.
0: I was outside, but stuck in the arena. A fence I could not climb
1: because you're like athletically challenged or because it was just like barbed wire and electric because with, uh, it was uh, impossible
0: because it was impossible it has nothing to do with my athleticism or, or lack thereof moving on I had to ask. <laughs> 29th I've got the Smoothie King Center Uh, it opened in 1999 really so, um, the Thunders Arena and the Pelicans Arena were actually the only two built before an nba team was in place um it's fine but it's it's even more run down than paycom center i wouldn't even say like paycom center like run down but just maybe outdated a little bit um and uh yeah the the pelicans smoothie king center is like that as well
1: interesting because loki's smoothie king center like that type of name that's such a hipster that's a hipster arena name. Like you would think they would have got with the times, like they would they would be gentrified or something, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, think it really
0: but, uh, corresponds with the name, Joel.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, Joe, but <laughs> if if it did, like <laughs> like like Chase Center sounds up there. Like if we're going off names, like the the elitism, like Chase Center's probably up there. Smoothie King. Like it just sounds bougie, you know what I'm saying? Like it should yeah. be it shouldn't be 29th on your list, Joe. It's just sad the world got some some inspecting to do
0: uh i had capital one arena in washington dc 20th um hmm. the arena is not so nice but the location is awesome i love dc it's in the middle of chinatown you know you can take the metro there a lot of you know cool museums and everything around it um but i bring up dc because um there was a report yesterday that there. Uh, that that ownership group is looking to move yep, it to Northern yep. Virginia. Um, so just outside of the the DC metro area, which I think would be sad, but there, there was renderings for a whole new, like entertainment district. So that's kind of the way we're going with these things.
1: Yeah. And, and I think we have more notes to add to this. Like I'm going to add more notes to this thing um, and build off of what you have already discovered. But I think this season, I don't know if it was this season or last season was the first year that Capital One was experimenting with, like, their own section, like, club section type, like, around the floor. Did you ever hear about that? No. They were trying to, they were trying to mimic, like, a, like if you were to buy a section in the club and it would be however many hundreds of dollars, you would get whatever perks, I don't know, a couple bottles probably, whatever comes with the club, you get, like, pretty close to the floor, if not on the floor. I think, I don't know if that was this year or last year. If it was last year, I imagine it. Probably scrapped it. I would hope nobody's buying a section to watch Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, um, but you never know, man. So uh, we still got notes to add to some of these, but the Capital One at twenty is interesting. How we got to go through this, the the process of judgment too? Like, how much is the basketball you're watching factoring into this?
0: See, there wasn't much of a process. If I was uh, if I was a better reporter, and this is how I expect you to do it, there's got to be like categories right like it's so hard though because we're experiencing a game like i was about to say like fan experience we're experiencing a game different than fans we're in different parts of the arena we're in different seats we're not going to the concession stands um everything like that
1: which is hell nowadays the concession stands
0: yeah so it, it it's just hard i was i factored it on location just like hey, this looks nice. Um, okay, I had... Well, let, let's get back to that. But I, I, had, I had Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, number two. It's got the number best... Number two? It's got the best media Because meal. the media meal? Okay. By Can, by, can, can we by do that? Far. And Are we allowed to do that? No. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm exposing myself there because that's something that... You know, if I go there as a Pistons fan, I'm not gonna experience. Still, though, that arena is new and it's beautiful. Sure. And uh it's a really good arena, but golly, the 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 media meal is just outrageous. I mean, hot and ready pizza, as much as you can eat, cheesy bread, and are you a little
1: Caesars guy? Did you grow up with the struggle of little Caesars?
0: I grew up with little Caesars. I still it's still a great deal.
1: It is no five dollars. You can't beat that. But hey, some people are too bougie. Some people would rather spend time at the chasing the ice cream machine. I don't know.
0: Yeah, go to like Domino's or something. Um, <laughs> they they have like a good like buffet there as well. Like there's there's like real food as well. I had Madison Square Garden number one. It's probably like Which, okay. Have you been Which, there? From from what I've heard,
1: I so I've been to Madison Square Garden back when I covered the Big East. And because it was the Big East tournament, I actually got to sit courtside that we had seen courtside, yeah. which is unheard of at MSG. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, and um, from what I understand, I don't know if this is everybody, but I, I hear that MSG likes to put you up watching the game with Jesus Christ Himself up there in the clouds.
0: That's right. Gold, you're up in the You're up in the rafters. In you,
1: which is disappointing, bro. So, so how could they be number one for you just because of nostalgia or because of? Uh, you know it'd be an iconic like what
0: i i love history (sighs) so madison score garden real algorithm today i i know i I, (laughs) listen i had no process (laughs) it was it was as subjective as it could be it's just madison score garden no arena in the nba matches that history it's probably like the most outdated arena there is but i don't want them to change any bit of it um so i i love that um
1: Joe Muzzatto's listeners, Joe Muzzato's one and two on his list are based on the iconic gym In the
0: and the media endless
1: Little Caesars. So, <laughs> I mean, what a disaster it would be if they let us do vote for all NBA and that stuff. Right. I mean, good I, God. oh, oh, wait, oh.
0: they've <laughs> they've already they've already done that. Uh, number three, <laughs> I had a place you're going tomorrow, and that's Sacramento. Uh, maybe that's a little high, but no, I, a, I agree. It's a great arena. It's a cool downtown location. Um, Number four, I want to talk about this one because we disagree. I have Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, number four. I love that arena because you think of Indiana, you think of high school basketball, right? And kind of those old, like, iconic gyms. And they kind of built um, the Pacers Arena to have that sort of feel um so it's got like these like windows like arched windows and the ends and everything i i really like it but since you don't really care about history that was lower that would be lower on your list
1: well i'm not exactly a historian but i do appreciate like i appreciate like there's a there's a limit right like i don't i don't really care much for james Naismith, but i can't appreciate what's <laughs> happened in indiana but like, that's not going to get it number four on my list. That's insane, bro. And I, I had say, it like,
0: ahead of Chase and ahead of Barcelona. Which insane. Center.
1: That's wild as hell. And if we're factoring media meals, theirs are usually trash. So, like, and, and you know what? This should speak volumes to SAC. SAC is such a great experience. Generally, I think we get a good view of the fan experience there. Just the atmosphere there, the Keegan, Murray, everything yeah. that comes with it. That we could like look over their media meal, which last time I went, um, if anybody's ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where he has the suds, it looked like they were serving the suds in a bowl. So um, that's how great sack is in <laughs> uh, Golden one. Center, is, man.
0: Okay. Um, I, I could go on this topic all day. We don't have that time. Okay, and- how,
1: about, how about I give my sh- short list real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please.
1: Okay. So sack one, Milwaukee two. Grew up going to Milwaukee, both BMO and Pfizer. So saw a little bit of everything. I I had that in the top 10. Pfizer is just super, super innovative. It's new. It's crazy. The outside is dope. The Deer District is dope. Like you get a good view of the fan experience. Um, Phoenix footprint is number three for me. Um, I I factored in some of my journalism experience there because it is kind of cool if you're a media guy. Uh, But also, I think it's just the outside is dope. Um, there's just so much that goes into that, and I think Phoenix is just a, a great environment anyway. Um, State center Sports. granted, this my list is way shorter because I've only been so many places. Um, it really hurt me to put United Center at five because I'm, like, the biggest anti-United Center just because they charge for tickets like Mike still plays for them, and they're, like, literally, they're so bad. Um, and the seating is trash, like, it's literally, you, you're only putting it there because it's iconic. So, yeah. And and they, they really throw the nostalgia in your face. So that's why I'll, I'll, I'll put it higher up. Dallas is right after them at, uh, what is it, six. Um, super dope. Great sheet if you're a journalist. So that kind of factored into my La- Loud so rims.
0: Did you notice the microphones on the rims there? Which is dope, too, because
1: you can hear every ah. and every It's a little too much to me. Here you go, Steve Kerr. Let me not get you started. Um, seventh is, is Ball Arena. Um, I don't know if my reasoning is really thorough. It's probably interchangeable with my next one, um, but it's definitely better than my last two. So that that was my reasoning. Uh, my next one is Minnesota. Great sheets, actually great atmosphere. I think they can do better with some of the, you know, behind the scenes innovation mm-hmm. and stuff like that and probably be more updated but. Um, I'm not going to knock them for that. Uh, well, I'm only going to knock them so much. Um, Indies next, whatever. Blah. It's it's not as great as you say it is. Who cares? And then Paycom is, is last for me. So
0: That's a good list. Uh, quick note on Target Center in Minneapolis. It's the second oldest arena behind Madison Square Garden. So um, you would not necessarily think that. But, yeah, that could stand some improvements. Um, this has been your arena talk Um if you care nothing about the subject, I hope that you stopped listening, <laughs> but, um, it's kind of cool. Joel, maybe, uh, this time next year, we'll get back on, we'll have criteria. We'll give it a one through 10 or one through five on each criteria and, and have a more yep. sophisticated have a system. better algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Media meals probably don't count that, you know, it's just,
1: Maybe it, 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 there's an asterisk uh, column and you kind of put it there as like, hey, this is something we enjoy that you guys would never see. But in fact, it is.
0: Well, enjoy Sacramento. Enjoy Denver. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. Next time, we'll probably talk a little bit more about basketball. But um, we just had the right. big vote. We've had a and that'll probably be later in the week for for what it's worth. So. Yeah, yeah, later in the week. I, I would say after after these two road games, we'll hop back on here. Yep. Um. Yeah. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you. Also, then.
1: hey, hey. Also, oh boy, I'm oh not, boy. I'm, the fans got to know, and this will come up on more pods. But oh jeez, you're you're like really uncultured, by the way. I had wrapped this business. up
0: twice. Thank you so much for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. We will see you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any
1: type of uh,
0: human remains that are left...